everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 29th day of October 2021. It's a Friday. Big J, our Halloween spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really did think because you had said earlier, I thought you were going to dress up today. What? You had said how you were going to embrace Halloween and how you were going to, you know, be a part of it and, and, and be a, play a little bit of more of an active role and not be such a naysayer. Yeah. And I had asked you if you were going to dress up. And you're like, you know what? I think I might. I really might embrace it. And I kind of thought today would be the day. Oh, yeah. I don't believe in adults dressing up for Halloween. Oh, you lied to me. No, I didn't lie. Yeah, I embraced the the, the fact that uh, Halloween is here and we should uh, do all the Halloween things. But as an adult, I, I just can't... Uh... But when I said you were gonna, you thinking about dressing up, and you said, "Yeah, you might." That was a lie. Yeah, it wasn't a lie. It was just like I, I didn't want you to feel disappointed in your question of you, uh, how ridiculous it is. You'd but... rather have me feel disappointed when you didn't come in dressed up at all. Yeah. You see, I'm disappointed. Apparently. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I really, uh, I, uh, I'm not exactly shocked. I thought maybe there was a puncher's <clears throat> chance, but you had that said that not... before. But we had also had you, you dressed up before too. So I mean. It's happened. You've worn a, you've worn a Halloween costume in your adult life. I regret it right all, now. All the time. I do have a Halloween question though. Fire away. It's been burning, and and I guess you're not supposed to ask this question. I've seen on social media that question is. So are we doing Halloween Sunday night? That's what this is happening. Kids are coming around on Sunday night. Well, I believe it depends on your community. I mean, you probably. Yeah, I uh, apparently like. Our community is upset that you would even, how dare you ask? It's Halloween night. When doesn't I was, matter what night it is. See, when I was a kid, it was always the Saturday, either closest to Halloween or before Halloween. Does yeah, that make sense? that would make sense to me. But then, yeah, people got really, like, I mean, but nobody ever did anything on Halloween night. But again, this is like the neighborhood that I grew up in, Wisconsin. I distinctly remember it was, I was always going trick-or-treating on a weekend. It wasn't, it, sometimes it was Halloween, of course, because that just happens. But other times it wasn't. But I have noticed around here in this particular, in, in Meridian where I live and, and in other neighborhoods, it's Halloween night no matter what. For trick-or-treating. Yeah. Uh, because I bet when I've had to take the kids out, and that's, you know, that's the stuff that I know and remember. So I believe it will be Sunday night. Uh, I, I also would say to you, maybe be ready if somebody comes around on Saturday. Yeah, it's like double duty. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you, well, I mean, are you going anywhere? No. All right. And <laughs> you're okay, but, right? But I mean, I got to be mentally prepared to deal with kids coming to the door or well listen you got a house full of people uh well, here's also yeah we got a house full of pets and uh, uh, half of them want to try to escape once that door is open <laughs> oh well i understand either way hopefully it's a good weekend for you we're going to try to make it a good friday we want to give away some money today uh it's been a couple days since we've done that so we are starting to feel some responsibility and the theme is going to be halloween related so it makes sense hailstorm tickets up for grabs Life lessons all getting shelled out today, but first it's Allison Chains. It's Man in the Box on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you're a 2C resident and you live in the 2C. Do you mind if I share some 2C news with you? Sure, please do. The Canyon County Sheriff's Office yesterday announced that text to 911 is now officially available in the county. It hasn't been up until this point. And so finally, the service center there, the dispatch center, I should say, in Nampa, will now have the service available. So that gives citizens, visitors, another way to reach out in case of an emergency. Uh, they always say that, you know, if you're in an emergency, the best and most fast way to get response times is calling 911 voice calls. But 
Having that as a backup option when things are going on or you're in an emergency situation where making noise would not be ideal, texting options are now open for Canyon County. Uh, it's not everywhere, but it's available now there in the 2C because it hadn't been up to that point. Uh, Ada County had had it for a while. But a reminder that, again, if you could voice you call, you should. But it's a good thing to have. Hey, we're equal now. Yay. Another opportunity. Another thing to possibly seek out help. Yeah, that's great news. Hell of a Thursday night football game last night on uh, the Amazon Prime and NFL Network. Green Bay Packers topped the Arizona Cardinals 24-21, handing Arizona's first loss of the season and ended its status as the last undefeated NFL team. So the champagne is popping down in Miami. Cardinals looked like they were going to rally for the win at home, but uh, very clearly Kyler Murray got uh, hurt the play before. Something happened with the throw, and he A.J. Green just wasn't looking for the ball, and Rasul Douglas ended up picking off the pass in the end zone on a second and goal with 12 seconds left in the game to give the Packers the win. Packers ran for a bunch of yards. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw for 184 and a couple of touchdowns. They have now won seven straight and overcame pretty much the loss of their entire receiving core. And there were a bunch of injuries in the game last night as well. I think there might have been something going on with that turf there, if I'm being honest. They talked about how yeah. Kyler Murray changed his shoes. And, you know, everybody, I mean, knees were blowing out. And, and, it was and bad. you know, uh, the tight end for the, the Green Bay Packers, Runyon, he, he went Tunyon. down. Tunyon. And um, it almost looked like, even though he was mixed up in contact, it almost looked like a non-contact injury to his It definitely knee. was a pivot thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's very concerning. But even more, they won't care about that. But if Kyler Murray's injury is because of that, then that would make a difference. Well, he was right? tackled from behind and, and fell on his yeah. knee, so that's probably what that was. But either way, it was a lot of fun to watch. Packers looked like they had wrapped it up on a touchdown run by Aaron Jones, but they called it back and then they weren't able to drive it in. And then Arizona just drove right yeah, down I the field. Yeah, I felt that was BS. Uh, you couldn't tell in there that, that he didn't make the line of... It, it did, you know, I had said when everybody had asked me, I was like, that's going to be hard to overturn. But, like, I can't be super upset that they overturned it. It was a super close call. I mean, maybe they're, they're – and they always tell us they get other angles up in New York that we don't get to see on the TV. So, who knows? I don't what believe that either. Uh, you what don't angles? think there's more cameras in there? Yeah, no. How come? I just don't think they have any more camera views than the uh, broadcast people do. Uh, according to uh, there's a new book out by Brian Cox Brian Cox is a Hollywood superstar he's also the star of the HBO show Succession he has a new autobiography called Putting the Rabbit in the Hat and the Scottish actor Big J is dishing some dirt and calling people names do you ready you want to know who he's calling out sure starts with Johnny Depp uh, he says that Johnny Depp is overblown and overrated. Uh, there's a reason why he decided to turn down roles in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies because he didn't want to work with them. Uh, he didn't think he was very talented. He thinks uh, Quentin Tarantino's work is all surface. He thinks Edward Norton's a pain in the ass. And he thinks Michael Caine is an institution, but says being an institution always beats having range. And then maybe uh, my favorite one is he was in a really bad movie called The Glimmer Man with Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah. And he calls Steven Seagal as ludicrous in real life as he appears on the screen. <laughs> so, Brian Cox, he's a Hollywood staple. He's been doing stuff for years and decades, and he doesn't give a bleep anymore. Yeah, but keep in mind, this is also the guy that was in Super Troopers. Yes, yes. Like I said, I mean, listen. Well, I mean, it's like his stuff doesn't stink. No, no. He And to be fair, he does poke fun at himself and admits to taking a lot of roles for uh, cash and checks and all that kind of stuff. But it is nice to actually, you know, usually these autobiographies and everybody talks about how their farts smell like roses and everybody's fantastic to work with. And you know that can't be true, 
but finally you got somebody maybe what appears like at least telling him his honest opinion or the truth and it's always nice and refreshing to get that every once in a while too agree or disagree i agree i know you're not going to read the book it doesn't matter that ended at book but i'm just saying it might be nice if you want a little bit of hollywood dirt big j's life lesson on the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, huge lesson here, Nick, and it's a two-parter, so uh, really important here. The first part of this lesson is, and I've said it before, and I want it just uh, to be something that everybody continues to consider, and that is you're never too old to learn new things. I mean, uh, we will get uh, maybe into our 70s or our 80s, Nick, and we're still going to be learning new things about ourselves, about the world. And you need to be willing and ready to learn those lessons as they continue to come into your life and uh, be willing to accept that information and, uh, and just uh, kind of grow from it. Because if you get to a point where you stop learning things, then, I mean, think about that for a second. What does that mean? It means that maybe you're not, uh, you know, spreading your wings out there enough and, and going out and trying to do things you're just kind of giving up to me that's what it what it means and so i i don't want you to go through that so you need to keep learning new things that's the important part there the second part of that is change is inevitable Uh, it's something that a lot of us don't like we don't like change we like our routines and those sort of things and i understand that but we all know that change is inevitable we see it every season uh every you know leaves change i mean it's just something that has been innate part of the human growth is 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 change and so it's an important thing to remember and you know fighting it sometimes uh is one of those things that can take a lot of energy can they take a lot of time away from the important things in life so that inevitability you should think about that and kind of accept it now here's the thing about change is that sometimes you already know that the change needs to happen. And maybe it's a relationship uh, that's not working out so much. In, in, uh, or maybe it's to color your house. I mean, it doesn't have to be a life-changing thing. Maybe it's a radio segment, Nick. Uh, and and you, know, you know what? These things just, uh, it's time to move on from them. And every now and then you need a push from somebody. You need uh, somebody to speak up and say those things. And that's what happens when you have friends and people in your life that uh, are around you. And they're like, hey, man, your house doesn't look great anymore you should paint it or <laughs> did somebody tell you to paint your house yeah yes no no uh but it does look like it needs a new a new <laughs> it's got siding on it but that's neither here nor there um and, and you know or maybe it's a friend that's like you know how are you doing are you okay and you start to have a conversation you realize well maybe you're just not happy in your life and your relationships those sort of things or maybe it's a consultant who's like hey this radio segment doesn't seem to be working anymore and you're like you know what you're right uh, i've been doing this segment for 15 years almost and i'm out of life lessons you have and, nothing more to teach people and, well no, but I, it seems that in my daily life, uh, you know, there are just certain things that, you know, after a while, you're just kind of getting repeated and uh, perspective and those sort of things change. And that doesn't mean there's not good stuff there. It just, you know, relying upon it on a weekly basis hasn't always worked out the best. And, you know, the last oh, probably couple months, I've realized, hey, some of these lessons are pretty weak sauce. And uh, I just haven't had enough crazy things happen to me in the last uh, year or so, I guess. Well, I have, but they're all bummers and depressing. And it's like, you know, there's only so many times you can talk about uh, grief and all those sort of things. And, you know, we're trying to 
we're trying to have a, 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 a fun time here most of the time, so that doesn't always work out. So what I'm getting around to is this is the life le last life lesson here. Uh, it started out with tips on how to get laid. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about evolving and turning into something different, and then uh, I got married, and then it became about... Uh, you know, good relationship stuff and, and, you know, raising kids, all those sort of things. We've had a lot of laughs and a lot of things, and, and I've changed a tremendous amount in that amount of time. And you can tell that through the different life lessons that we've had. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's time to move on. And, you know, I'm okay with that. Just to give you an idea how we are scraping the bottom of the barrel, Big J has turned uh, somebody telling him to stop doing life lessons into a life lesson. Yeah, that's that should give you an identity and as to how tell you how genius I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the way to work. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do for the life lesson? I, I thought I had something last night and then it just didn't really materialize. <laughs> do a life lesson about quitting the life lesson. So there you have it. Uh, R.I.P. Life lessons. Thank you for all you taught yeah. us. And uh, and now that doesn't mean that you still can't learn things from time to time. It's just Big J's tired of teaching your ass, I guess, is what it put. put yeah, it. well, you know, I mean, it's it, 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 well, how about this? It's better to be a genuine Nick and not dis, disgenuine. Disingenuine? No, no. So, I, I've always said I mean, it's better to be genuine than disgenuine. Yes, thank you. And, you know, so manufacturing things to, to turn into a life lesson, I mean, you just, you can see through that a mile away. And it, it's, there's been some segments like that. And uh, that's not good for me. It's not good for the show. And it's not good for the people listening because they expect better than that. And that's what you're getting. Some reality here. Beautiful. Uh, so what's going to be in its place that people want to know? I don't know. I got a few days to figure <laughs> it out. Uh, no, some, probably some relatable stories and things that, uh, you know, we, we don't always have a chance to get to, but that are, are pretty can be pretty funny. So uh, they don't necessarily, you know, have a life lesson in them, but they're actually, you know, funny things that happen in life. So Morning After with Nick and Big J. Much like your life lesson, Big J, Mark Zuckerberg has been running around in circles trying to find a way to come up with ways that he can defend Facebook to people and tell them that it's worth their time. And so uh, having run out of energy and desire to do that, they decided why not throw another coat of paint in this pig and see if that can change all the terrible things people are saying about Facebook. But keep the signing in. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so... Facebook as a company no longer exists. They are now called Meta. And everything that Facebook runs, including Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and more, will now be under the name Meta. Now, this has been long rumored. Uh, everybody had said that he was going to do something Meta-based because he's obsessed with something Meta, whatever that means, and nobody knew. And I don't even, still don't think they know. They just gave themselves a new logo and called themselves a new name. Now, how does this affect your social media? In no way whatsoever. When you log yeah. on to Facebook, it'll still say Facebook. It'll still have everything that yeah. you have. It'll still be free, and it's still there for you to complain about. Right. Same thing with Instagram. It's not going to say Instagram. It's going to stay Instagram still, and everything stays the same. It's just when you log on, and instead of it saying Instagram by Facebook, it'll say Instagram by Meta. Yeah. And there's still a new... voluntary for you to take part in. Correct. Nobody uh, forcing you to use it. Same thing with WhatsApp and Messenger. 
and more. But this is all revolving around the Facebook papers, which is the large trove of documents that's been released about the company knowing how much harm their platforms cause and how they spread hate and misinformation and do so like wildfire. They know and they don't care. They still know and they still don't care. You're just calling this company something different. So Meta now exists. Does that affect you in any way, shape, or form? Uh, no, no, not exactly. And under that umbrella, too, is the Oculus Quest 2, uh, which part of uh, in his uh, talking about uh, this is uh, is a big thing for them is the VR, the virtual reality stuff is one of the reasons why they chose the word meta, Nick. There you go. Didn't know. Um, and uh, they're working on bringing. Here's a, a little nerd alert to add to this: uh, San Andreas from the world of Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. into the VR world. So we'll see how that works out for the Oculus Quest. So you can rob cars in real time with your with in, in virtual time, reality. No, in virtual reality, I mean. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, one of the games that probably doesn't need. And VR is coming soon. So, uh, other than them changing their logo to a uh, blue signal that kind of represents infinity, that's about the change that you're going to get. Everything else remains the same. Packers beat the Cardinals 24-21 for Arizona's first defeat of the season. The Packers decided to run the ball. Their defense played great. Even intercepted Kyler Murray on a second and goal with 12 seconds left to give them the game and seal it. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers knows that guy's name. Well, he just joined the he team. Just, no I way. know. He just joined the team. There's and no way. Aaron Rodgers, at the end, like he was being interviewed, and he was like, yeah, that guy was great. He just got <laughs> here. He clearly doesn't know his name. I don't think, I mean, you know, as much as Aaron has gone out of his way, if you follow him on social media, to praise a bunch of people on, like, the offensive side of the ball, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him do it for anybody on the defense. It may be that kind of segmented practice facility he oh, just I think knows that much i think he's done plenty for guys that have been on the oh, team listen, I, no doubt i think it's just that he you know this guy got here last week right so yeah you in a short week too at that so yeah he i don't might even not think know his name aaron would know the name of some of the people he threw the ball to last night if we're being perfectly honest yeah. but uh either way nice win for the packers i really didn't think they were gonna pull it off last night i did very happy that they did but once the game started i was like holy bleep they oh, might actually the other do day, this. I was like, hey, I think they could win this. Well, I I know, but I, what I'm saying is that with all the injuries and stuff like Listen, that. That's I think the Cardinals are phony anyways. Phony? Yeah, phony. How come? Yeah. The, the Cardinals. Hard to dispute your facts. The World Series returns to Atlanta tonight for the first time since 1999, and fans aren't messing around. They're spending a ton of money to get into this game. Uh, average price for available tickets right now, 1150 bucks to get into the game. Average price for a pair of tickets coming in at about seventeen hundred bucks. A seat close to home plate, Big J. You want to guess? Thirty-five hundred. Thirteen thousand dollars. Holy cow! That's a lot of money. Uh, but the team hasn't gotten this far in the playoffs since twenty years, and Atlanteans want to see it in person. So they are making some bank to check this thing out. You know, at least you sort of get your money's worth of baseball. I mean, it's you know four or five hours. Yeah, you can have a good six pack there if you play your cards right. The 36th annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony will take place on Saturday in Cleveland, Ohio. The induction ceremony will be broadcast on HBO and streamed on HBO Max on November 20th. Tina Turner, Carol King, The Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Todd Rungan all getting in on the performer category along with Dave Grohl and the Fighters of Foo. And then Kraftwerk and Randy Rhodes and LL Cool J, among others, being uh, also 
kind of uh, tip of the cap, but not officially in the Performer Hall of Fame. But the lineup is Paul McCartney is going to introduce uh, the Foo Fighters. Angela Bassett's inducting Tina Turner, but Tina Turner will not perform. Christina Aguilera, Brian Adams, and Mora will perform Taylor uh, perform Tina Turner songs. Taylor Swift is going to induct Carol King. Drew Barrymore is inducting the Go-Go's. And Lionel Richie is inducting Clarence Avant for the Amgit Ardoon Award. So there's that. That's what's going to be on the TV. But, of course, the big one for the rock world, there's a couple. One are the Foo Fighters. And uh, Tyler Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, says that Dave Grohl's a good guy. A good guy enough to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. He's a good guy. He's one of the good guys, you know. He's not one of the So people like him, as they should. You know, he's one of the good guys. People like Dave Grohl, Big J. Yeah, I do. Paul McCartney's a fan, and he's going to be there to induct the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl, of course, already in there as a member of Nirvana. How crazy is that? What's you that? know, Paul McCartney getting inducted into the Rock and know, Roll Hall man. of Fame. I mean, he, he, you, he, did you watch Sound City where he talks about how he never thought in a million years he'd get Paul McCartney to do anything with him? And yeah. he was shocked. Now the guy's actually, you know, welcoming him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is incredible. Has to be pretty cool. Then the other one, of course, is Randy Rhodes, the longtime guitarist, uh, now, of course, passed for Ozzy Osbourne. And uh, that's going to be pretty cool for him to take the Musical Excellence Award this year there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Ozzy Osbourne talks about what an important part Randy Rhodes was to the rock world and to him. I was very drunk in an apartment and this little skinny little guy came into my apartment. I thought I was hallucinating at first and then when I heard him play I was convinced I was hallucinating. He played with such grace and ease that it was like effortless. So it was a great performance by (laughs) Randy to make him and Ozzy team up and uh, it led to a lot of iconic songs so uh, while you may not be able to check it out this weekend when it's available to stream come November 20th you may want to check out some of the cool rock stuff happening at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. The X rocks. All right, let's do it. We're going to try to give somebody an opportunity to win upwards of $200 playing the X double there. Today's caller X on the morning after is Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning, man. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We're hanging in there, dude. Now, listen, uh, I don't want to put any more pressure on you, but it's been two days since you gave anyway money on this show, and we would like you to break that streak if that's all right. We're desperate. That sounds great. Wonderful. Uh, we are going to ask you some questions. You have to gamble on yourself a little bit, double or nothing style, but you could get up to $2,200, excuse me, and it all depends on your knowledge of this subject, which is what, Big J? Candy trivia. All right. Uh, Halloween is coming up this weekend, so uh, these are questions about candy. Do you have much of a sweet tooth, Kyle? I do, yeah. Wonderful. Then I uh, like your chances. Let's get you some money. Here we go. For 50 bucks, what red and white striped candy is popular? Is a popular Christmas favorite? Red and white striped candy. Peppermint? Uh, a little bit more specific, the like actual candy. Like, what do you get when that's red and white striped? That's peppermint. Um, candy cane. There you go. Right, candy yeah. cane Oof. is the fifty dollar question. That was close, I Kyle. Mean, close enough. So now you got fifty. Hey, I thought you guys were talking about the little balls at first. <laughs> the uh, you got fifty dollars coming your way. Uh, and now you can go double or nothing for $100. I should warn you, these questions, at least in theory, are supposed to get a little bit more difficult. What would you like to do? Let's do it. All right, for 100 bucks. Which candy comes in refillable dispensers with characters on top? 
Oh, uh, Pez. Right. Pez yeah, is man. correct. So, Kyle, that is now $100 in your pocket. You can take that and walk away, or you can go double or nothing for the hardest question. Fair warning, I asked Big J this question, and he did not get it. Now, don't let that, you know, t- if you think you got what it takes, go for it. I'm just saying, what's up to you? Yeah, I enjoy Mr. Goodbar, so. It's not a Mr. Goodbar question. <laughs> um, let's double it up. All right, dude. Yeah, good luck. you, man. All right, for 200 bucks, what flavor is at the center of every good and plenty candy? Ooh, good and plenty. Yeah. They're candy-coated, but in the center, there is a flavor or a particular type of candy, I guess, technically, that's in the middle of each one. What would that be? Um, hmm. I'm going to say... Let's go ahead and nougat. 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 Wrong. Nougat is not See, correct. You should use me as a warning, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Kyle, I'm sorry, brother. That means you walk I've away. I've never even heard of good and plenty. Uh, they're in like the movie theater thing, but the answer, by the way, in case you're curious, is what? Uh, licorice. Right. There's black licorice at the center of good and plenty candies. They're disgusting. Uh, because black licorice is disgusting. And they so, should just put like a little bit of Jaeger in there. Uh, yeah, might as well. Uh, they might be a little bit more uh, palatable then. But that is what's at the center of every good and plenty candy. That was a hard one for 200 bucks. Sorry, Kyle, that you walk away empty-handed, but we love you anyway. Uh, you'll have more chances to win 12.30 today with Jason Drew, 5.30 today with Adam. It was a stumper for the $200 question. So our streak of not giving away money embarrassingly continues. We will try to reverse that course come Monday. We will go to hell next on the X Rocks. The X Rocks. Gillette, Wyoming is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And listen, man, parenting's not easy. Especially in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's no book that comes with it. Sometimes you do things right. Sometimes you do things wrong. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But I will say there's a very special place in hell for people that blame their young children for their problems. Agree or disagree? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, And this is the ultimate example of that as a gentleman was driving all over the road late Sunday evening of last week and got pulled over by the police there in Gillette, Wyoming. And as they did uh, kind of approach the vehicle, the driver of the vehicle got out himself as did his two sons, aged 15 and 4, according to the sheriff's office there in Wyoming. And uh, he says that, listen, he knows that they were driving erratically, but it wasn't his fault. It was his four-year-old son's fault. Yeah, that idiot kid. The kid was on his lap, and he was driving, and the officer said, well, why were you doing that? And the dad's like, well, listen, man, I had a couple drinks. I thought it wouldn't be a good idea. And so he's like, so you put your four-year-old son on your lap to drive? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, either way, it was bad decision-making. I don't know if he was telling the truth or not, but even the fact that that was a thing is awful. Listen, it's bad enough that you're driving drunk with your kids in a car. Then you got to do it with blaming it on the kid that you were all over the road, although I'm not sure that's accurate because when the deputy uh, finally ran his license, he found out that he was on unsupervised probation for a previous driving while under the influence arrest. And he had alcohol restrictions and a mandatory use of an interlock device in his truck. But he had taken out that interlock device and was drinking anyway. 
He refused field sobriety tests and a breath test, so they arrested him for his second DUI offense because he also was driving without an interlock device and a probation violation. So, off to jail he went. Four-year-old kids, I don't know what happened to them. The four-year-old and the 15-year-old, not sure. It doesn't say in the story. But uh, I can tell you that the police weren't going to buy his my son was driving excuse. My four-year-old son was driving excuse when he's got A, a 15-year-old there, and B, uh, he's hammered as hell. Not great decision-making by the Bad, dad. bad parenting. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you, man, uh, Yeah, it's, it's a scary thing for the kids. Oh, they God. have to go through this. You don't even know. I, I, I've been in this situation, dude. Uh, my dad used to, you know, uh, drink quite a bit and then uh, drive me home from the old VFW. And you were driving? No. I Or I don't remember driving. I just remember being with him. and I Being scared me, out of your mind because your yeah, dad was drunk driving? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's a reasonable response to this particular situation. So I feel for those kids, man. Exactly. Exactly. So go to hell, dude. And you're probably going to jail for a lot longer than you originally did, too. You probably just messed up your kids. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Here's traffic. Coming up. Important stuff. Pop culture smackdown headlines. But first, we have to check out the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. Brought to you by the Lifetime Store. What's up, CB? Crews are clearing a crash at Federal Way and Gowan Road and multiple lanes. Stuff. On Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, let me take you back a couple months ago, man, in your Big J life. Oh, yeah. Remember how hard it was for you to track down a next-gen gaming system? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've had to do a couple. Yeah. Remember when you were just a common person with a regular-gen gaming system? Yeah, what a loser. Well, there's still a lot of people out there looking for either a Series X or a PS5, and they're still fairly difficult to score. You still got to jump through a bunch of hoops if you want to get into that particular world. It's not easy. It's so frustrating. Like, like Target just had a restock, but it's only Targets. Like, you, it won't deliver to your house. It's only going to be Targets in your area that are going to receive these. And they're gone in seconds. Like, I mean, you yeah. have to be on top of your game. Otherwise, you're screwed. Well, infuriating. I've got bad news because oh. if you thought this year was tough to get a hold of, uh, wait until 2022. Because there are reports of ongoing semiconductor shortages courtesy of Intel that will continue all the way through next year. That's going to make it really hard for you to find consumer electronics, not just next-gen gaming systems, but other things in general, until about 2023. Now, on the bright side, we're in the worst of it now. They expect that to expand into, like, you know, April or May of next year, which means after that, things should start to look up. According to Intel CEO, he says that things will slowly improve over the coming months, but supply and demand continues to be out of whack because of production, supply chain issues, etc., which will affect plenty of gamers hoping for something fun under the Christmas tree this year. If you happen to get one, consider yourself lucky, and you've gotten two, right? Yeah. In the household, anyway. One Xbox and one PS5 next-gen system, right? Well, not in our household. But, I mean, but it, it, in you, the family, yes. you help facilitate, yes. I should say. So... Hmm. You can be lucky it on her own, with it and make it happen and score it. It can happen. I got lucky myself. I know somebody. We all know somebody. I mean, Adam's got one. We just got lucky. You it have takes to, teams of people. It does. You have to be diligent about it. It takes somebody. You know, I wouldn't have got it if my friend didn't send me a text message saying this is happening. And I just happened to luck out and get in on it. So due diligence, paying attention, following the right Twitter accounts actually does help. And it can help you get that system. But it's just not going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to walk into a Walmart and buy a PS5 anytime soon, I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
Packers beat the Cardinals 24-21 on Thursday Night Football. Really fun game. Uh, Packers jumped out to a lead and held it for the pretty much the whole game. A touchdown got called back by uh, Aaron Jones, and so then they failed to get in on fourth down, so Arizona drove right down the field, and then Kyler Murray trying to go for the win instead of the tie. Threw an interception in the end zone. He looked a bit banged up. A.J. Green didn't know the ball was coming to him. And Rasul Douglas ended up picking up the ball in the end zone for the Green Bay Packers to improve to 7-1. The Arizona Cardinals no longer undefeated. They are 7-1. Packers have now won seven straight games after getting their asses handed to them in that season opener by the Saints. Game three of the World Series tonight in Atlanta. People are spending a ridiculous amount of money on tickets to go to that game. It's been more than 20 years since a World Series game in Atlanta, so that makes sense, I suppose. And Big J, you got to give it up to Will Ferrell. He knows how to say no, especially when they're waving a bunch of money in his face. He sat down with a one-on-one interview with a Hollywood reporter, and they talked about how come, you know, Elf is such a huge, successful movie, especially during the holidays. How come we never saw an Elf 2? And Will Ferrell said, oh, no, there was supposed to be an Elf 2. They sent me the script, as a matter of fact, and told me that I could make $29 million if I signed on to make Elf 2. But he read the script. And said, quote, I had I had to promote the movie from an honest place. And I would have been like, oh, no, it's not good. But then he thought, I just couldn't turn down that much money. And then he said to himself, can I actually say those words? I don't think I can, so I guess I can't do the movie. Now, Will is being, I think, probably fairly upfront about the script not being that great. But don't forget, he and John Favreau hated each other. Uh, they did not get along in making that first Elf movie. And John Favreau, it was his idea to develop it into a film. And so he had the rights to it. And if Will Ferrell wanted to come back for Elf 2, they'd have to work together again. And I don't think either one of them wanted to do that. So there's also that part of the equation. John, too. come on, man. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe John is, uh, it doesn't seem like the kind of guy that likes people to go off script very much. And Will Ferrell doesn't seem like the kind of guy that likes to be on script very much. And so I think that's where a lot of this stuff kind of came, the animosity. But either way, uh, it's probably better. I mean, you know, you don't want to ruin and taint Elf with Elf 2, right? Yeah, and also more uh, evidence for for you, Nick, in that regard is that look at some of the other movies Will Ferrell has done. Yeah, they're not. uh... So maybe it wasn't your discretion on the the script as much (laughs) as what Nick is saying, but turning down $29 Because you might not want to work with somebody? That's pretty ballsy, too. Yeah, yeah. No matter what the reason, to say no to $29 million is uh, a lot more willpower than a lot of us have. And that's why we say Will Ferrell willpower, don't we, Big J? Yeah, just now. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And big show next week at the Rev Center. Uh, By the way, tickets still available for the show at Ticketmaster.com. I'm talking about Hailstorm. Got Rival Sons. And despite what you might hear... Item A opening up. So, we get you these tickets. If you can beat me pop culture smack there, I double dog dare you to call. You even changed the name. 208-287. You called it pop culture smack dare. (laughs) 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you want to take on Big J in a battle of pop culture supremacy. We'll see if you got what it takes. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. We'll see. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. What's your name? Janine. Janine, you're up first. Janine, this actor starred in movies like The Master, Walk the Line, To Die For, and Gladiator, and won the Oscar for playing the Joker as well. Joaquin Phoenix. That is correct. Right. Good job. You're taking on Big J. Big J, what pop band that has sold over 15 million albums worldwide recorded the main music theme 
for the TV show The Big Bang Theory. Uh, 15 million album sales. Yes. Pop had, band. Had, I believe, two number one hits overall. I would call them a pop rock, pop rock band. Oh, boy. Because uh, they play instruments. A pop rock band. Uh, let's go with ABBA. ABBA? Wrong. No, no, a little bit more modern. They sold most of their records in the 90s and 2000s. Oh, uh, Fall Out Boy? Fall Out Boy. Wrong. No, not correct. Janine, you have officially won. Do you happen to know the Sugar answer? Sugar Cult? Bare Naked Ladies. Right. Bare Naked Gross. Ladies is 100% <laughs> correct. Uh, good job, Janine. You've got yourself some tickets to Hailstorm and Rival Sons. That shows on Thursday at the Rev Center. Probably would be helpful if I've ever watched the show. I well, I mean, I don't think I, I for some reason I have picked up that theme, even though I've never watched the show, and so I've at least heard it on a couple themes. But it's unabashedly a bare naked lady song. You can, I mean, yeah. If you've heard one week, you've heard bare naked lady song. You've heard any bare naked lady songs? Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We're going to talk lounge at the end of the universe next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That is Bush, that is Machine Head here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is Friday, it means it's time to catch up with some really cool things happening at the Lounge at the End of the Universe this weekend. Jen Adams is back in studio. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Good morning. A uh, little tired. This is definitely not my hour, but I'm always happy to see you guys. <laughs> always good to see you as well. Thank you for coming in on Friday, and I suppose it is uh, Friday, which means a busy weekend at the Lounge, yes? Yes, we have so much stuff going on this weekend. Uh, tonight, uh, two events are actually happening uh, upstairs. We have Rocktober, okay. and that's put on by MC Music Studios, and there's five different rock bands on that. Uh, we've got Ethereal Sea, Normalize, Hand Trembler, uh, a couple more that you can go see. Tickets are 15 bucks online, 20 at the door, um, and uh, it's just going to be Rocktober. Uh, tomorrow, also, Horns and Halos. We had a huge article come out about that in the weekly. I don't yeah, know if you saw that. Interesting. That. I know. Uh, we, we were like, are we going to get protesters? This is crazy. <laughs> Uh, just for people that don't really understand what the sure. Satanic Temple does, right. uh, you know, they're mostly really wonderful community-oriented people who do good works. But uh, anyway, uh, if you say anything with the word Satan in it, and then that's the end of it. Uh, and then on Sunday we have um, a, my my kids' Halloween party. That's right. So my ten-year-old decided that uh, she wanted to do some party planning of her own, and uh, it is getting traction. So nice. it's a uh, Five Nights at Freddy's themed. So if you're into FNAF, awesome. If not, it's five bucks and pizza and candy comes with that, and it's from four to eight you just come in have a good time uh i'll probably set up karaoke because watching children do karaoke is one of the most <laughs> hilarious things oh, i've right. ever I've seen in my life that. yeah oh it's so funny especially when they forget the words or they think the words are different ones right. and they're really committed to That's the fact awesome. that those are the words that is awesome. so funny uh but speaking of hilarious uh i invited uh we have a theater show going on uh this evening at eight o'clock it's called more things than men and we do a lot of stand up at the lounge, but we also do a lot of improv, which is all audience sourced stuff. And uh, improvers are a, a, really a mystery to me because I'm a stand up and I don't do that. I'm like, <laughs> I need to be prepared. But uh, so it's like watching magic to me. But anyway, I have Robert Long and Mike Hanselman in the studio. They are more things than men, and they're going to tell you more about the show. 
Thank you for coming in, Rob and Mike. We appreciate you guys very much. More Things Than Men is the name of the show. You can check it out tonight at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. By the way, loungeboise.com is where you can grab tickets. Let's talk about improv in Boise. Is it a difficult thing to start up, to find a group? How did you gravitate towards each other? Before I answer that, yes. um, technically More Things Than Men is one of the two shows on the bill. Okay. It's Wonderworks Creative presents an evening of improv, and the first half of it is going to be the Wonderworks Armando, which is a collection of scenes. Okay. Uh, with a special guest monologist. Okay. And this is where I pretend what a monologist is. Monologist, somebody does a monologue. Okay. Hello. Beautiful. Come okay. On. Good. You didn't know yeah. I know. I did not. I did we get a suggestion from the that. audience, and <laughs> the person tells us a story, and then we base our scenes on the monologue that we've never heard before. Beautiful. Okay. We, we don't know who the monologue is coming from tonight, so if one of you's free, you can come down and do it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love and it. And then More Things in Man is the second half of the show. I just wanted to make sure everybody who's in the show That's cool. gets properly recognized. I love it. I love is it. Is improv in Boise hard to get into? Is that what the question was? Yeah, and then how you guys gravitated towards each other in particular. But yeah. Since I plugged, do you want to take that one? Yeah. So uh, Rob is actually from Bakersfield, so he has no idea what he's talking about. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> improv in Boise, uh, it's been, thank you. Uh, uh, improv in Boise has been around for probably about 25 years, mm -hmm. and throughout those years, um, there's been a lot of different groups, a lot of different performances and things like that. As a whole, the improv community is uh, very welcoming. Um, so uh, right now, there's probably about six or seven different active groups. And I actually got involved really quickly and really easily when I moved here. So I'm from Bakersfield, and I may not know what I'm talking about, right. but I also had the experience of jumping in and going, where can I play? <laughs> right. So you can take workshops at a number of different theaters. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Should I name all of them? Okay. Uh, you can take classes at Recycled Minds. They have a tiered level program. You can practice with Game Changers. Um, who else is running workshops right now? I'm running workshops right now. I always forget to plug my... You are. He's the marketing guy. I'm a terrible marketer. Uh, we run a workshop at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. It's an open drop-in, and it's like more things than men is audience-sourced. So we put out a poll. It goes, what would you like to do? And so our next four workshops are Tuesdays at 7 uh, at the at the lounge, and we're doing emotional work. We're doing um, scene work, pattern. We're doing character work. There's a bunch of different topics yeah. that the community has said this is what we'd like to do. Which is amazing because you know you you think uh, when you say improv, I think to the layman they're like, okay, it's just stuff off the top of your head, and you got to riff on whatever you hear. But right. there's so much more that goes into it, and it's such a complicated process. And you're trying to build up everybody else that's in the scene with you. And there's a lot of rules that you need to follow. The yes and stuff. So, I mean, it's a lot of things that are going on that yeah, you have to keep in mind. It's like saying basketball is just picking up a ball and taking a shot. <laughs> right, right. But there's drills and practice and, and plays, and the, you, you have to work the structure, and then you put in your 10,000 hours and become a master at it. Improv, yeah, you can get up and just start talking. Right. Doesn't mean you're going to be good at building a scene. It mm -hmm. takes work and craft and time and development and practice. Beautiful. It's good stuff, and you can check it out tonight at the lounge as well. Mike, uh, how long have you been doing this stuff, and, and how did you get into it? Uh, improv I've been doing for about 20 years now. 
Um, thank you. Uh, for those of you guys who can't see, Rob keeps shoving the mic into my face. I'm hoping the squeak actually plays on the mic. Oh, it does. It does. I Excellent. do this every morning so, to myself. So, uh, but to answer your question, I've been doing improv in Boise for about 20 years. Rob has been doing improv professionally for about 30 years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, together we've seen a lot of crazy things on stage. We've played a lot of different characters. I can't tell you how many times I've been a woman on stage uh-huh. uh, or a three-year-old. Um, that's the sort of thing that you'll see with uh, us on on stage. The last two more things in men's shows. Uh, I died graphically uh, in Molten Lava. It took over a minute. And last show, I reenacted all of Die Hard in mime and gibberish to get Mike to guess Bruce Willis. Very nice. Well, right. And it's really funny because Rob is like six foot four, maybe. Five. So six, five. Foot five. six foot five. Uh, he's a little bit older than I am, so it's really fun no, no. to make him sweat <laughs> and uh, see if he'll have a heart attack that night. I, I consider More Things Than Men to be a daredevil improv show. Okay. So um, can I talk about what the show is? Yeah, is absolutely. Cool? Um you ever seen Penn and Teller deconstruct a magic trick and tell the audience, this is how the trick works, right. and then they do their version of it, so you still don't know how it works? Right. Well, we explain to the audience, this is how an improv game works and how it's structured. We want to take off all of those safety nets, all those checks, so that you can make it as hard as possible on us. So my personal goal, I have dangerously high blood pressure. I'm on five <laughs> different blood pressure meds, okay. and my goal is to die on stage. So I'm hoping that... This is the show that will do it. <laughs> All right. Kill this man. You have your challenge, Boise. Can you call the to the actual uh, make it happen? We'll see. Uh, tonight at, at Lounge at the end of the universe. And, uh, audience participation, a huge part of the show, correct? Oh, yeah. The audience drives the show. Yeah. It's, it's audience driven. What What is your favorite audience participation note? I mean, what is it that, that you're really looking for? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, we show them how the show works, and then we go make this as tough as you can and continue making it tougher until you're satisfied. And we got to the point that we needed to put a time limit on it or it would just be the show just got longer and longer and longer. So um, what we look for is stuff we haven't heard before. So that question is, is paradoxical oh, to answer because yes. you're like, what do you want to hear from the audience? And my answer is something I've never done before. <laughs> so I can't define what that is. Bring something you, th- I mean, we've heard bathroom, we've heard spaghetti, we've heard Elvis and Jello and all those things that you know you're going to hear. So suggestions and improv, we're going to look for active activities and then we're going to change things in those activities. So when we explain it, we get, uh, what's a typical one to get? bowling and then we change the pins and the ball okay well we want other stuff where are we bowling why are we bowling who are we bowling with and instead of a bowling ball what are we going to replace it with come up with something that you think we've never heard i don't care how complicated it is if you yell deoxyribonucleic acid well, I know what that is, but I'll still improvise it and try. And I've never taken it as a suggestion before. Okay. And if we don't know what it is, we'll go, can you explain that to us sure. so we know what to do? Yeah. So that makes it, at least you can work it into the show and it makes a little bit of sense, which is yeah. fantastic. So uh, get creative, get challenging, and go check out a really cool improv show tonight at the Lounge. Lounboyshity.com is where you can grab your tickets. I'm sure you can get them at the door as well, Jen. Yes. So if you want to go up there today, you certainly can. Show starts at what time again, guys? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Be there early. Enjoy yourself and have a great Friday night. Rob, Mike, thank you very much for coming in and talking about the show. We always appreciate that, Jen. Thanks for letting us know about this weekend. Absolutely. Everybody have a good day. It's it's super cool purse holster. 
Oh, yeah. Check out her personal. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She, I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture with you guys and then I'll <laughs> right. post it on Instagram here in a couple it. minutes. I love it. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. We got some more on the way for Bad Impressions. It's next on The X. That's the latest from Asking Alexandria. That song is called Alone Again here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. As we have famously pointed out on this show, Big J, what is the Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley? Uh, that'd be sports. Yeah, sports questions and trivia, not exactly our strong suit. But in spite of that, I would say I am a fairly big sports fan. And Big J, I would say you're more of a football fan than anything else, but you certainly have dipped your toe in some other sports. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're, you're not really a baseball fan. I don't think you have a basketball team that you pay attention to, nor much hockey. Uh, I know you hate soccer, so I would say football is pretty much your priority. But, uh, you know, I have been blessed, and I think both of us have been blessed in our uh, careers to have gone to some pretty big sporting events that have played a big part in this Treasure Valley. We've gone to a Fiesta Bowl together. We've also been to the same Fiesta Bowl separately when we didn't know each other. Yeah. We're in the same building. Past in the hallways, probably. But in my in my uh, past career as a sports writer, I would cover a lot of baseball games, and I had a chance to see a national championship game for college football. And I've seen some really cool sporting events, but I've also gone as a fan to some pretty big sporting events. And you have as well. Uh, but, you know, I've actually paid to go in to a Super Bowl and into a World Series game, and I don't think you've done that yet, right? No, I haven't been to uh, any of those. And so, you know, one of the things that we even talked about this this morning when there's a bunch of fans in Atlanta that are paying $13,000 to get a behind-this-home-plate seat to watch their Braves play in the World Series, which is incredible, and it doesn't matter, especially now, where you're going or who you're rooting for. If you're going to go to one of these major events, be it a college football playoff game, a Super Bowl, a World Series game, it's going to cost you a lot of money to do so. Yeah, and I think that probably stops a lot of people from even considering going oh, or, of or, or looking into it because automatically you're going to think, ah, oh, man, you know, tickets are going to be thousands of dollars. And usually they are, but there are ways to save some money when you're going to very big sporting events. The question is, do you have the guts to do it? And, you know, uh, you broke, bro- yes, because Jesus. there's a real, real, real chance that you may not be able to get in. And that is waiting until the last second and sometimes even after the game starts to get into the game. That's how you can do it. And that is how I got into both the Super Bowl and the World Series game that I attended as a fan. And I didn't buy tickets in advance because I didn't have that money at the time. I mean, I was balling on a budget back then. And so, but I, I would just move to Arizona and they were hosting the, you remember the Cowboys Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl in 96 yeah. at Sun Devil Stadium? And so it was, you know, I'd never been that close to a Super Bowl in my life and I knew I wasn't going to go. And so I just kind of went down there to be a part of the scene because I had nothing else going on. I was a kid. Sure. I mean, and you know, listen, that's part of the whole thing. I mean, so many people go to the Super Bowl, but don't actually go to the game because there's so many cool things that are going on around it. Right. And so there are monitors and stuff, and there's a bunch of bars out there near Tempe that you can go into and kind of sit out on the patio. And I wasn't old enough to drink yet, but I was out there kind of taking in the ambiance and the the the, surrounding, the scenes. And somebody had walked up to me and said, hey, man, I know the game just started, but we need to get rid of these tickets. Do you want to go to the game? And I was by myself, and I was like, sure. Uh, and he asked he asked for $300. I talked him down to 180 to get into the Super Whoa. Bowl. And I watched the actual Super Bowl. And I watched uh, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I had just moved to Arizona. So that was cool. And the same thing happened at, uh, at when I went to the World Series. It was the Diamondbacks and the Yankees in 01. And I was down there just part of the atmosphere again. And somebody said that they needed to get rid of a ticket. And the, the first pitch had just happened. And uh, I paid uh, $110 to get into a World Series game. That's it. 
for a single ticket. And that is way, you know, if I were to buy those tickets beforehand, we're talking six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah. Easy. Easy. But people don't want to take a loss on this stuff, so they'll take what they can get when the game starts and they think they're going to be out. And so that's the way you can get into these things. Bro Bible's got a huge lineup, a write-up about it, about how it's basically a 45% ticket discount, usually off the face value if you're just going to a regular game. But big events, you could save up to 51% on some of those if you wait long enough. But again, you have to kind of play that game as to, you know, there's a chance you're not going to get in. Yeah. There's a chance you miss a couple of uh, things that happen at the beginning of the game. But if you want to be there and be part of history and save yourself some money, that's the way to do it. Risk. You gotta risk it. Risk reward, baby. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we are going to give you a chance to win some bad impressions fun. That's next on the x Rock. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And got a pair of tickets here for Hailstorm next week. They're coming with Rival Sons, Ida May. It's going to be a great show there at the Rev Center. Tickets still available, by the way. You can pick them up at Ticketmaster.com. Either way, you'll have a chance to win them free right here, right now with Bad bad Impressions. Figure out who the celebrity is I'm giving you clues for. 208-287-1003. 208-287-1003. If you want to play and win these tickets, I say to thee, good luck. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, The X. Good morning. How is everybody? We're hanging in there, brother. What's your name? Jerry. Jerry, you're up. Good luck. I'm the voice of Mercedes-Benz commercials. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I want a primetime Emmy for playing Don Draper in AMC's Mad Men. Okay, next one. I've appeared in movies like Tag, Richard Jewell, and the upcoming Top Gun 2, and even appeared in Between Two Ferns as myself, John Hamm. John Hamm? <laughs> hey, man, can't pass one over you, pal. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Way to pay attention, Jerry. Uh, just in case you didn't know who he was, Big yeah. J threw the name See, in Nick, there. that's a lesson on how to give away something. <laughs> Hang okay. on one second, Jerry. We'll hook you up with those uh, Hailstorm tickets <laughs> along with Rival Sons for Thursday of next week. Why is John Hamm in the news? Yeah, not a, not a household name, Nick. But uh, he is going to be voicing the lead character in uh, Fox's new animated series called Grimsburg. Okay. So this is going to premiere in 2023. And the network announced this uh, yesterday that uh, he will play Martin Flute, who is a misanthropic detective attempting to redeem himself with an ex-wife he never stopped loving, even if it means hanging out with a son he never bothered to get to know. Well, that sounds hilarious. (laughs) I mean, that's going to be an animation, a cartoon, if you will. (laughs) I mean, boy, things have changed since we were kids. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's, I don't think it's a Saturday morning cartoon, even if it is. Yeah. But it does sound super depressing. So there's that. No, but, you know, I mean, animated thing, I, I guess that that's the next evolution for animation, right? Yeah, you might as well uh, t- throw a dose of reality in there. That doesn't... Uh, or the other part is making really sad situations funny. I mean, BoJack Horseman is all about that, and so that makes yeah. sense. And so they're trying to probably put a little bit of adult realism into the world of animation and add it to their adult animation block. So uh, you can pro- And I'm sure they'll find ways to be goofy and funny with it as well. Uh, just uh, the premise sounds really, really dark. Yeah, it does. But uh, it's coming soon to a TV near you in 2023. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. 
see their wasteland wrapping up the morning after with nick and big j man we tried again today but our contestant for the x-rock double dare struck out at the 200 dollars question uh so no money was given away this morning but maybe it'll be like yesterday where everybody else won 200 bucks with uh, adam and jason drew 12 30 and 5 30 today remind people what the category is once again uh the category is candy trivia in honor of Halloween. So uh, hopefully you can uh, kind of nerd up a little bit on the f- world of candy and get yourself some cash from here on out. That's what we would like to do. Uh, your next chance to win with us is coming 7.30 on Monday, so tune in for that. Reminder as well, right now at xrock.com, we have our Half Price Friday going on. You can get $50 to the local for just 25 So if you're looking for a pretty cool place to enjoy yourself and enjoy a seasonal menu that's all made from local ingredients, you may want to check out the local $50 for just 25 right now. Now at xrock.com it's right there on the front page check it out for yourself that leaves you with the floor big j yeah like uh nick also said earlier uh you know just you know keep a heads up keep your head on a swivel uh for over the weekend for halloween because you never know you might get some halloween uh, uh costume kids coming up uh before actually halloween itself yeah you could have some stragglers on saturday and then don't forget probably trick-or-treating for sure on sunday so stock up don't, on candy for the weekend interrupted my sunday night football Oh, kids. That's going to happen eventually. Turn off the lights! Just put the bowl out there. And, uh, I put a bowl it. of full candy bars out there? Oh, you're right. I forgot you were in the full candy bar house. You're right. You're right. You can't do that. That's too much of a risk. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, check out the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. It is right there for you to use at your leisure. Jason Drew, coming in here next. You guys have a good one. We'll see you Monday. It's the X-Rock 